0: her birthday today and she will be listening to this maybe nobody else will so I wonder we don't have to sing but if on the count of three we could say happy birthday Mary would y'all be willing to do that okay one two three happy Happy birthday birthday, mom very nice (laughs) thank you but I do encourage you to listen to the podcast sometimes too if you're at the river one week and you miss it or if you have to work or just go on there and you can listen to the sermons Our scripture for today is from Philippians 4, 6 through 7, one of my favorite go-to passages. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus let's pray Oh holy God we are grateful to be here and worship to read your holy word God sometimes your promises in scripture seem so out of reach for what is happening in our lives but let us take some time this morning to believe to trust, to know that you draw near. For this we give you great thanks. Be with us now as we listen for how it is that your Holy Spirit will speak to us this day. It is in Christ's name we pray. Amen. So we have been, for the last uh, month or so, preaching and teaching on the Holy Spirit and what does who is the Holy Spirit what does the Holy Spirit mean and as I was thinking about this sermon and the Holy Spirit what came to me was help I need somebody and so I decided to turn to the great philosophers Lennon and McCartney and I'm grateful for the music that we had earlier but the words here that they quote for us When I was younger, so much younger than today, I never needed anybody's help in any way. But now these days are gone. I'm not so self-assured. Now I find I've changed my mind and opened up the doors. Help. I need somebody. I don't know about you, but these words ring true in my life. The older I get, the more help I seem to need. They say that we get wiser as we get older. And I believe, I'm learning, that with wisdom we realize that more and more of our life is out of our control. That we are powerless over so much. This insight comes to some people in what's known as a foxhole prayer. Is that a term you've heard before? A foxhole prayer. There's an old saying that there are no atheists in foxholes. A foxhole is a pit that is dug in war to get cover from enemy fire. So imagine you've hastily dug out enough of the ground to shield yourself from bullets that are whizzing by, just barely over you. What a terrifying thing to imagine. And so the saying goes that in that situation, there is literally nothing to do but pray. God, help me. God, let me live another day, another hour, another minute. My very existence depends on factors completely beyond my control. I can't phone a friend. I can't rely on my education or my money or my status or my morality. No thing can save me. Help. I need somebody. The term foxhole prayer is usually used pejoratively as a put-down that you're just praying to save your own skin. God, get me out of this, and I promise, I promise I'll do good. Then if you do get out of that situation, you promptly forget about that promise. I'm sure we all can relate to this to some extent. I know that I can. But I want to suggest another way of looking at the foxhole prayer. As one of the most profound connected and authentic ways that we can exist. Listen to this true account from one man's experience. He says, For 35 years of my life, I don't think I ever prayed, at least not sincerely. Then during one vacation while hiking, I slipped off a cliff and fell 25 feet, breaking my leg. I was hiking alone, and there was no one around to help me. Believe me, I was scared. After being angry at myself for hiking alone, I lay there helpless and started to cry to myself. When I confronted the possibility of dying there out in the wilderness, I imagined my wife and my children fatherless. God, 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 I caught myself saying, made me wonder, did I actually believe there was a God, or was it just the thing to say in such a predicament? I said to myself, atheist or no atheist, if there was ever a time to pray, this is it. So I did. Within minutes, I was crying to God, begging him to forgive me and to save me from a horrible death. Where did this prayer come from? It felt as if a door had opened, allowing years of pent-up religious fervor to escape. I made promises, of course. Did I think a miracle was going to happen? I don't think so, but I certainly hoped for one. The interesting thing was I didn't feel so cold anymore. I didn't even feel so afraid of dying. Even the pain seemed bearable now and I had an eerie sense of calm I never experienced before. What I really noticed was how I didn't feel alone. Everything around me seemed to be keeping me company. I was at peace with the world around me. I hope that I am never in a foxhole, and I hope I never fall off of a cliff But I've had my share of foxhole prayers in my life. Some of the insincere variety, let me pass this test and I will be good forever. And lately, some of what I think are the different kind of prayer. What I think happened to this hiker. Most of the time we have a sense of control about things around us i mean when i'm driving in my car and going through an intersection i usually don't pray that no one t-bones me i have the very reasonable confidence that the signal is working correctly that the crossing traffic has a red light while i have a green light and that the other drivers will obey this red light or when i'm swallowing a pill from a prescription bottle i don't usually pray that the pill I'm swallowing the medicine I was prescribed I have very reasonable confidence that the pharmacist at CVS put the correct pills in the bottle and so it goes on different examples in that way there is a sense of order in human civilization most of the time and at least for upper middle class folks in Richmond's West End like myself But even the most fortunate among us will encounter situations that make us realize the limits of our control. And we seem to experience or perhaps recognize these more and more as we grow, as we get older, or at least I have. I tend to be a bit of a control freak. I feel like I'm confessing this every time I'm preaching, but I tend to still be a bit of a control freak. I like to have a plan, and I like to follow through with it, and this has its place in the world, but things began to happen in my life, things that weren't going along with my plan, and I didn't like it one bit. It was causing me anxiety and depression and discouragement and resentment. The reality Of life was not conforming to my expectations so like a sensible person I doubled down and tried to control it with everything that I had being unhappy while doing that I was like someone stuck in a traffic jam who rather than accepting traffic is bad or maybe looking for an alternate route Instead, choosing to get furious with the traffic, honking and yelling and feeling my blood pressure rise at the wrongness, the injustice, the irrationality of this traffic. How dare these cars be moving so slowly when I have someplace to be? So you might guess this approach doesn't work out so well. Finally, after much grief in my life, and many gray hairs, although you can't see them because I go to Mango Salon, but <laughs> I still need a little control. I stop this madness. I accepted that I was powerless over these situations, and I turned to God in kind of a foxhole type of prayer. God, help. I need somebody. And kind of like that man who broke his leg falling while hiking, things started to get better. The situations didn't work out like I thought they should have, necessarily, but I felt more peaceful, more connected, more authentic. And I think that's because while in a foxhole, we're face-to-face, With what's real and important in life. We live in the moment. To use another example, if you're out for a walk in the woods and then suddenly you find yourself face to face with a big bear, you're probably not thinking, hmm, am I really saving enough for retirement? Now, of course, I'm not saying you shouldn't worry about saving for retirement or getting good grades so that you can get a good job. God gave us brains capable of advanced thinking that serves us very well, much of the time making life better. But these same advanced brains can also make us miserable if we lose sight of the fact that we are not ultimately in control. God is. It's so easy for us, for me at least, to lose sight of this, especially when things are going well. Rabbi Pinchas Winston writes In order to feel God's presence, one has to have a certain level of spiritual sensitivity and receptibility. Below that level of sensitivity, God can be beaming down on a person, but he or she won't feel him or notice him. Tragedy instantly creates spiritual sensitivity. Suffering is humbling or eye-opening. Prosperity can create the illusion that everything goes the way we want it to go and makes many ask. So who needs God? Now, I don't want to suggest that if you want to experience God, you must suffer, because I don't think that's true. It is true that we all suffer at some point, and we can benefit from that suffering. We can use that suffering as a way to connect with our Maker, as a way to connect with God. There are many ways that we can nurture our spiritual sensitivity, no matter what our life situation happens to be. And the Apostle Paul, in our reading for today, sums it up in one of the best ways that I know, which basically is, don't worry, pray. Pray. He says, do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Help, I need somebody. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's so simple, and yet so seemingly tough. Don't worry Pray. Pray with supplication. Ask for something humbly and sincerely. Pray with thanksgiving. Thank you, God, that I am standing here today in good health, especially since I know that good health is not a given in this world. And when I'm not in good health, dear God, please help me. I pray for healing. This is something that we can do every day, every hour, even every moment. Sometimes I don't think we spend enough time in the church, in our sermons, in our prayers, in our preaching, pointing to the reality, the promise of Scripture, that each new day, God offers us grace. At Easter time, you'll hear us Speak a lot about the resurrection hope that we know in Christ, and we pronounce that we are a new creation. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old is gone, the new appears. I am grateful for the suffering and the challenges that I have had that have reminded me that I don't have to wait till Easter to know that I'm a new creation. But every single day, even some days, every single moment, that I get to be reminded that in Christ, the old is gone and the new appears, recognizing that I am a child of God who loves me dearly. To begin each new day asking for help, starting with a fresh new slate this is the good news of the gospel that christ came that we would have life and have it to the full that in the midst of our world and the spinning and all that is happening that we can turn and say help i need somebody and god is right there and we can do that again and again and again and not feel like oh gosh I didn't get that, you know, last hour. Here I am again. God's patience and endurance for us is incredible. So I offer us this day to remember and to know of God's love that is always accessible and available. Let us pray. God, we thank you that we can ask you for help and that you draw near. Lord, remind us that we are your children and that your patience and that your love for us is outstanding, is always available. We thank you, O God. We pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.